Welcome to the Madhouse Presents Group Therapy, where we talk about games, argue about our different viewpoints, make fun of Joker's voice, dive into the strange, or whatever we decide in the moment. I'm Owls, and I'm going to let myself introduce the Joker, NLMP, over here. Thank you. <laughs> Tonight, we're going to talk about the cursed objects in Phasmophobia. This is a continuation from last week, where we talked about the different evidence and how it is compared to real life. But this week, we're going to talk a little bit more specific to the game with the new cursed objects that have been implemented into the game. the cursed items um when did that update come out about uh it was december 10th is what i believe that i saw december 10th 2021 let me pull that up again i'm thinking that that is the correct yeah post the information was posted on december 10th 2021 at 11 a.m so i'm gonna say either it happened on that date or happened very close to that. So it was it was just like two, two and a half months ago, maybe, tops. God, so, it's already been two and a half months. It's last year. Yeah. Oh, so now these on, are actually on the gamer or uh the gamer.com where it, the article that you sent or mm-hmm. that you referenced and we will put in the show notes. Um, it mm-hmm. says since September of 2020, Kinetic Games has bought consistent updates to Phasmophobia. And mm-hmm. then recently, I know what's in here. I just saw it. Nope, it doesn't give the date on there. Mm-mm. So the so we're ever going since with its this. release in September 2020, Kinetic Games has brought out consistent updates to Phasmophobia that have since introduced a wide range of new aspects to the game. It looks like maybe initially they just kind of kept the base game as it was but then started making a lot of updates, probably because they lost a lot of uh, people playing the game and they wanted to kind of continue on and keep getting people to go into it. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I'm thinking there's been a lot of updates. Yeah, what I I foresee is that a lot of the bigger streamers stopped playing it as much on on the different streams, whether it be YouTube or Twitch. And Mm -hmm. that's when they decided, well, I guess it's getting stale. Yeah. I mean, you can only play it so many times before you're like, all right, well, this is getting kind of boring. So a lot of the updates have actually made it so that it is more enjoyable to play. And and, and it does get a little scarier again for me. I do find it doesn't matter what level you are anymore because of all the changes that they've made to the game. It's so different. It's so drastically different from when I first started playing it to now. Mm-hmm. Every single time, different modes, everything. And even some of these objects, I haven't even come across. I'm going to go ahead and say the music box is one that you're talking about. Yeah, I have not come across that one. So I guess we'll go right into that one. (laughs) Well, see, here's the thing, because out of the list that I've seen, um, Mm -hmm. the only one that was in the prior build of the game was the voodoo doll. That was the very first one to come out. That was, it wasn't 
the way that it is. It was no, in it, the it's game, been but it didn't sense. But it was usable yeah. as far as the pins being prodded into the doll itself. I don't remember them being there. I remember there being a voodoo doll, but no actual interactions with it. Like you can mess with it and throw it around and it wouldn't upset the doll Mm -hmm. or upset the ghost, but it wouldn't actually like it wasn't a cursed object in the sense that it is now. Like it was present, but it's definitely been updated. Yeah. And then, of course, um, you have the Ouija board as well. Yeah, the Ouija board was already there. It's just been updated a lot more as far as like features and what you can do with it. Yeah, and that's where the other website that we'll link in the show notes um, mm-hmm. as far as what we're referencing tonight. So, Yeah. Well, definitely with the music box, I've never come across it. Have you come across the music box? Mm-mm. Yeah. So, so this one's a relatively new thing. I'm actually, I've learned a lot by looking these up because now I'm going to look for these particular, I probably would not have looked for the music box because the music box, it it's just like a little wooden box. And it, um, apparently it shows paranormal entities singing along to this haunting melody. And then it says, don't get too close. It It's supposed to let you hear the ghost, meaning that you can identify the ghost room easier. Oh, when holding um, or the music box. It has a one in six chance per contract of being chosen as the cursed possession that will spawn with mm-hmm. one specific spawn location per map. A specific one? So each map has a spot that it will be, and that's where it'll be regardless. If it spawns. If it's the item, because uh, in each map or each, I guess, game session, there's only going to be one cursed item. Correct. So you won't have you won't have a music box and a Ouija board at the same time, mm-hmm. unless they again update it later on that you could have more than one. I had no idea. I'm gonna definitely look at this, but yeah, and I'll keep. I was this not aware up, so. that it had a very specific spot. Yeah, it, I haven't been able to see like where it is in the wiki um, text, but it definitely helps to know it's a one in six chance. So if you can find out that specific mm-hmm. location. Then you can go straight there to look for it instead of trying to find what just running around the map kind of thing. And is this for all objects or just the music box in general? All right. Well, let's see. Uh, Ouija board is the next option. And it has also a one in six chance. That's a one in six chance of it spawning. Per contract. Because there's, because there's six different cursed items. Yeah. So that's not necessarily. It doesn't. In other words, they where don't, it's going to be. It, it could be completely random. Okay, but you've confirmed within that article that the music box has specific locations in each map. Yeah, and okay. uh, some other resources that I was looking at were saying that that's one of the only cursed items that has a very specific spot that it can't spawn. Gotcha. See, like, I mean, that makes sense because, like, it is a, it's an item. That would be specific to areas. Like you're not going to find a music box. Like in the garage. Well maybe in the garage. Like not in the bathroom. That's not going to be there. It might be in like a bedroom. Or a kids room. Playroom. Living room. Like that kind of places. That would be in a way logically. Where it could be. So maybe they're using logical as a place for it to be. Mm -hmm. But who knows. (laughs) Again I've never experienced this one. 
I don't know exactly the exact mechanics. I was reading it. It says, okay, so it says you can identify the ghost room easier. So how would that help you? Have you read how that works? As far as the, music the ghost box. can be heard singing along eerily. So is it that when you have the music box open, you're using it, the ghost will sing. So then you start following it until the ghost gets louder. Is that what I'm saying? That's, that's what, what it I'm seems thinking. like. Yeah, that yes, that's exactly what it is. So so you're holding the box and you turn it on or however you you do the interaction with it, go start singing along with the box. It sounds kind of far. You start to move. It's like the hot and cold kind of aspect. Like as a kid, you're like you're getting warmer, colder, warmer, colder, but instead of that, it's like you're getting louder as you're getting closer. Now, what it says here is um, if the music box is five meters or less from the ghost, mm -hmm. or I'm guessing the spawn location, yes, it will manifest and start walking towards the box. If the ghost walks for more than five seconds, the player will reach zero sanity. Wow. Yeah, I didn't see that. I I don't know the specifics, but it does say also if it gets too close, it'll trigger a cursed hunt. Yeah. And the music lid will slam abruptly shut and you have to run. Yeah, the box to find will a hiding also place. stop playing if a hunt <clears throat> starts as a result of other reasons. So even if it mm -hmm. starts to hunt for some other reason, it'll shut immediately. That'll let gotcha. you that's a trigger to let you know that the ghost is hunting. Mm -hmm. Well, and also it's the, the cursed hunt. So that is a newer aspect. That's going to be kind of along the lines of all the different cursed items, possessions. Mm -hmm. It's the cursed hunt. So I looked this up. It says you only have a one second grace period. So like other hunts, you have a little bit longer before it starts to actually come for you. You got one second before it starts to come for right. you and, and you have to get away. Like and me with the mirror the other night. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it cannot be stopped by a crucifix. So a crucifix is not going to help you in any way. Uh, as well as following a cursed hunt, every normal hunt that is triggered afterward will last longer than it normally would have. So I think the initial cursed hunt is longer as well as it lengthens the other hunts after it. So it's a little bit of a you know, slippery scale. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. So then kind of moving along, we talked a little bit about this already with the voodoo doll. Like I said, it's, I, I personally never saw it where it was usable before. I saw the voodoo dolls in general as kind of like a prop and then like moving it around like the teddy bears upset it sometimes, that kind of thing. But I've so never seen it with the pins. On, so that was a lot newer for me. On screen right now is the what the original voodoo doll kind of looked like. Mm -hmm. um, it basically was a sock puppet or a sock doll. Mm -hmm. um, it had. Yeah, that's kind of what it looked like. And a stitched mouth. Um, I remember less than a year ago, like maybe four or five months ago playing the game and I picked it up and it said interact or something like that. It took mm -hmm. a pen and poked it and then the ghost started hunting. But yeah. apparently this is now what it looks like. 
it looks it looks very different. It's got let me see if I can are you pulling it up right now? Yeah. So, so it's 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 brown with like some gray spots, like you know how like Raggedy Ann dolls are with like the different kind of patches of of fabric. It's got like the two different colored eyes. Are those buttons? Yes. They're stitched and on buttons. Stitching, yeah. As well as a heart, a little cutout heart fabric, and then like different pins in different colors all over and one in the heart. Is that a good description of it, would you say? <laughs> yeah, I think it would be like a fabric heart that is stitched mm -hmm. onto it with one button versus the three buttons of the previous version. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's a little bit different. So, so these ones have, what is it, 10 pins, if I'm reading? I feel like I had... This doll is filled with nine pins and one heart pin. So ten pins, in theory. Just nine random ones all over and one heart pin in that little fabric heart. And each time you do a pin, it does a different kind of interaction with the ghost. Kind of like... And it takes away 10% of your sanity every time you do that. Uh, let's see. Okay. And then also, where does it say? The randomly sinking heart pin will trigger a cursed ghost hunt. So it doesn't look like it's the very last one. It looks like it can randomly be put into the heart. Yeah, so um, on the wiki side, it's one of those things that you want to take a picture of, kind of like the bone or the Ouija board. Mm-hmm. Um, interacting with the voodoo doll will cause one of the 10 pins stuck in the doll to be pushed into it at random. So it could be, you could have a different pattern every time you interact with this thing. Yeah. Um, it will cause the ghost to perform an interaction and will drop your sanity by 5% each time. Hmm. It says 10% on the one I did. I but mean, it says it if the heart pin is pressed down, the user's sanity will drop by 10% and oh, a okay. cursed hunt will initiate immediately. Mm -hmm. I do remember the first time I saw this and I had no idea. I don't, I'm really bad about when updates come out for games. I kind of like to experience it just completely new. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And I picked up the doll and I just went, what am I doing? Click, 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 click. I did every single one of those pins. Mm. <laughs> I remember that was a, uh, that was interesting. I was like, what does this do? And then it started hunting. <laughs> God almighty woman. Sorry. What was that? Nothing. Continue. Continue. <laughs> Uh, I, let me see if I have anything else on this one. Voodoo, picture one, force ghost to interact. Yeah, definitely. There's not a whole lot more with the voodoo doll, just because, I mean, it's very straightforward. Other than, like, if your sanity is less than 10% and you try to use it, all the pins. So as it does it randomly, you have to have sanity in order for it to continue going. But if you have less than 
all the pins, like if that's your first time and you already have your sanity's at like 5% and you go to use it, all the pins get sucked in. So it's a one-use kind of situation. And then, the, of course, the cursed hunt will trigger. So then there's the, the other one we talked about. The haunted mirror. Mirror, mirror on the wall. No, it's not like that. I kind of, well, kind of. In a way. Yeah, because it is posted up on a wall at random throughout a house. Or not a on a wall. I've seen it when I was in the high school. It was just on the stairs. Or maybe that's where, because Zach was playing with us. Zach may have put it on the stairs or, I don't know. I don't yeah. remember it being on the wall. Yeah, so, It could have been. Uh, I have noticed it on the wall in houses, usually by the front door. Um, that makes sense. Now, it according to the wiki, it says that it is also spawns in one specific location per map, so it should be found in the same okay. location every time you play a type of map if it spawns. Okay. So it's similar, like the music box has a specific spawn point. Mm -hmm. Okay. This one is more, so it's not, it's not as bad with the interaction it's generally it's something that you want to find pretty quickly in the game because it's going to help you find the room as long as it doesn't crack well you can't stare at it so the thing about the the haunted mirror is that it shows you a, the room you look at it but you can't look at it too long it can only be used in the house it can only be used inside of the location mm. uh when you're using it, an animation will play out. You look around the room from where the ghost where the ghost is. Uh, shows location as the ghost can move around. It has a massive effect on your sanity as you will lose about 7.5 sanity per second you use it. When all your sanity is gone, then the mirror breaks yeah. and it starts the cursed hunt. So you, in theory, would like probably don't want to look at it too long, of course, but you want to make sure that you have enough sanity to look at it for the needed amount of time. To be able to describe the room, because it's yes. a panning motion that it does. So mm -hmm. it sweeps from one side, usually from my experience, from right to left in the room and shows distinctive areas. Yeah. I've only seen it a little bit when we were trying to use it. I saw kind of like the smoky look of it. And then and then I went back and it was cracked. And then I had to run for my life, which I eventually lost. <laughs> yeah, same. Yeah. yeah. It, was... it was the game. We played it with you, right? Yeah. Um, I think that was one of the first times we played the, the new update. That that mm -hmm. happened for you. Uh, la this last time we all played together, I grabbed the mirror, didn't tell anybody. I was like, hey, it's this room. It's a blue room with uh, uh, something on the wall. And mm -hmm. and then I was like, oh, shit, it cracked. And all I hear is, and then run. <laughs> yeah, that, drop that it, does drop happen. It. What the fuck are you doing? Stop. Well, we don't really know how all the... Like this, like I said, looking at all this information, I've actually learned quite a bit about the different updates within the game that I can actually use. And 
I doubt that I'll do this ever again, other than to like research for this kind of thing. But now I know how a lot of these different things work rather than going, wait, what? <laughs> and and running when a mirror cracks. I do remember you going, it cracked. And we're like, oh no, hmm. you better go. <laughs> you better find a place to hide I for a good amount of time. Didn't even, and I blocked everybody in because I was at the front door when I did this. Everybody mm -hmm. was deep in the house. Yeah. That was that was very nice. Very kind of you to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just always thinking about other people. Absolutely. I can't <laughs> die alone. You know, isn't that the dream to die with somebody? Yeah. Your three your three ghost hunting friends. Absolutely. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, so that one I mean that one's pretty straightforward. It's just, you know, another option to look for the room. It seems like a couple a good portion of these are are to help find the room because I know they've made it a little bit harder with certain things to to find the room. Like you, you no longer can use temperature right away, so that's not a big factor. EMF's a little bit more troublesome to find the room, I would say. So mm. I think they're they're trying to balance out the different things that they had to take away and and give different options, but also there's the drawback with the, all of these things. Mm. And then there's other things like the summoning circle, which we, we've had a lot of good, good and bad experience with oh, <laughs> quite yeah. recently. So, I mean, the summoning circle is kind of exactly what you think it is. It's to summon the ghost. And there's like a number of candles in a circle, you know, hence summoning circle and it is a it's a pentagram right yes if i'm remembering correctly okay yeah pentagram and then around the the circle there's like all these little kind of runes yeah so the, hold on. the symbols gonna, around it i'm gonna see if i can find a better image of the summoning circle because i can actually read the runes around it oh you can breathe okay well yeah. while you're doing that I'll kind of give a little bit more description of it. So this one, it's meant to summon and trap the ghost, but this is temporary. It'll have, after a, a portion of time, I don't know the exact time frame. I don't know if you offhand did some research and found out the exact time frame, but it'll break free and then it'll go into, it'll go into, I believe a cursed hunt. Yeah. So a cursed hunt. So this is generally used to complete the optional objectives. So things like going through the salt, you know, one of the objectives in the game is getting the ghost to walk through salt, getting a picture of the ghost, witnessing a ghost event. Those would be helped by having, having, having the summoning circle. Uh, and it looks like there are talking, taking pictures so you get a higher star rating for your pictures, more points, more money. They're all five candles. So you can light four of the five candles and it still doesn't do it. Right. One thing that we did learn <laughs> is mm -hmm. you need to be on the outside of the circle. <laughs> you can't light it inside. So that's a, that's a thing that we did learn. We were playing with our friend Cookie. And Atari and I, we still don't know everything about the game. And 
we didn't even think about it. We're watching him. So we're like, oh, yeah, let's go. Let's do the summoning circle. It's in the front of the prison. We're all going to do it. I got my camera ready. And so we walk in and Cookie's lighting it and he's on the inside and he's going to light the fifth one. Tari and I are ready with our cameras and we're ready to take the picture. He, he goes, all right, I'm lighting the last one. And I go and I click it and we don't see the ghost. We're just like, what just happened? And then, and then we see Cookie's character stand up and start choking. He's been killed because obviously, well, not obviously, because we didn't think so. If you're in the circle, apparently, it doesn't matter if it's trapped in the circle. You're also there and you get killed. So that's something that we learned definitely within that game is that you have to be on the outside of the circle. <laughs> Or right. if you die. So, um, sorry, I had to go get some tea. Uh, You're fine. But the runes around the summoning circle actually s repeat. So between each set of candles, it repeats mm -hmm. the same runes. And mm -hmm. what it says is sacrifice your sanity. Oh, that's what it says? That's interesting. Yes. I had no idea. So it says, sacrifice your sanity. And it referenced what they have here in the wiki is the summoning circle can be used by lighting all five red candles with a lighter. Each candle deducts 16% sanity for nearby oh. players, leading to a total of 80% being deducted for all the candles. So even if you don't die, you your still lose 80% of your sanity. Just by being around. Just by being around it as they, someone lights it. I had no idea. That is actually really interesting. Now, uh, you were talking about the grace period. So summoning the ghost where it stays motionless for one to six seconds. So it could be anywhere in between that. It could say... One second, or yeah. it could be like I'm gonna take six seconds. Yeah. So depend. I'm I'm pretty sure it depends, of course, on the type of ghost. Um, so like a demon would probably be like one second, and I'm coming for you. Yeah. Now here's one thing it does say is all five candles are lit. The ghost is summoned and fully materialized, except for the shade, which is the the really shy ghost. Yeah, so it it appears as a transparent shadow. Interesting. All right, and then, uh, but it stays motionless for one to six seconds, unable to kill anybody. After that grace period, it immediately initiates a cursed hunt on the spot. So you have roughly one good second to get a picture of the ghost, and then you're you need to get the fuck out of dodge and hide. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely what we did when that happened is we took a picture as soon as that last candle was lit. And so that's why we were so confused because we were like, we didn't see it. <laughs> well, it might have been we, the shade or you snapped it too soon. Well, we didn't see it because it materialized and killed Cookie. In like immediately. <laughs> so it was probably a demon. Well, he was in the middle of the circle, so it doesn't really matter what it was. Yeah. You missed that part because of the T. No, he lit it inside of the circle. 
that. None of us really thought about that when he was doing it. We're just like, all right, light it. And he was in the middle and got killed right away. So it didn't even have a chance to really materialize because it already had somebody to hunt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so note to self, light it on the outside. Yeah, and we'll uh, remind me of that fact. So when we get to the IRL counterparts, I can give you a little mm-hmm. more uh, understanding of what the real world says when it comes to summoning circles. Okay. Yeah. I'll let you lead that aspect because I wasn't quite prepared for that part of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, there's Then there's next the tarot cards. So... I mean, just about everybody knows what a tarot card is, but there's specific ones within this game. It's 10 different cards in a deck, and they have each a different kind of thing that they do. Mm -hmm. They're positive and negative effects. So this one can have good things happen, but you don't know what's going to happen until you start drawing it. So there is actually 10 of them. There is... The High Priestess, a random dead teammate will be revived. So if you had somebody that died earlier and you draw that, somebody will come back to life. You have the Hermit, uh, similar to like smudge sticks where it repels the ghost. It will prevent the ghost from roaming or hunting for a brief period of time. The Wheel of Fortune, if the card burns green, players will gain an additional 25% sanity. However, if it burns red, they will lose 25%. So that I didn't know. The Hanged Man. The player who draws this card will die immediately. Death. You you would think that death would be immediate death, but it actually just triggers a ghost hunt. The Devil. A ghost event is triggered. The Tower. This will trigger ghost activity to occur. So like maybe like a something being thrown in the room is what I would assume. The Moon. Fully depletes sanity to zero, or the sun that fully increases sanity to 100%. And I think that's only on the person who is using the deck. And then within all of those is the fool, a joke card, which briefly shows you a bad card only to disappear into the fool. So it may show you something like the hanged man, which would make you die, but then immediately switches over to the fool, which says, just kidding, gotcha. It's not really a bad thing that's going to happen to you. And with the fool, it can happen on multiple draws of cards. Correct. As I did I have it happen it, like four times in a row. I had it happen uh, six out of the ten cards. So each time you pick up a set of tarot cards, you have ten draws that happen uh, per game. And... Um, you have a chance. It, the fool can also uh, spawn on the quote-unquote good cards as well. I have had a high priestess um, then turn into, into a fool. A fool. I and think the high that priestess was... is the one where it revives. Yes. Um, so one thing with the wiki that's a little different is each card, when it takes effect, it burns off. And it typically will burn a different color. So like the sun will burn yellow, the moon will burn off white, the tower will burn blue, and then the Wheel of Fortune, either depending on its effects, green or red, 
The devil burns off in a reddish pink. Uh, the fool is purple after it switches from whatever other card that it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. So it says that there are no effects whatsoever. It's like drawing a null card. Mm-hmm. The hermit burns a bluish color. Um, and if it's right in front of you and you draw the hermit, it transports it. And it's trapped there for a minute, or roughly about a minute, in the ghost okay. room. So that's yeah. an added thing. Of course, death triggers a cursed hunt. Hangman is an instant kill on a person. I'm on the player that has the cards. Mm-hmm. So these are generally all when, if you're the one holding the deck, you're the person that gets affected if it's a specific effect. Yeah. Um, purple, of course, for death. No color burns for the hangman. It just disappears. Yeah. And then the along high... with your life. Yeah, along with your life. <laughs> um, and then the yellow burn for the high priestess. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that they had different colors. I think I've only used it like once. And it even get the um. There's percentages for possibility of receiving these cards. So 5% for the sun, 5 for the moon, 20 for the tower, uh, 20% for a wheel of fortune. So I'm guessing that's roughly 10% per burn on that outside mm-hmm. of that 20. And then 10% on the devil, 17% um, percent Outside of a hunt for drawing a full card, but a hundred percent during hunts, it says. So hmm. minus the hermit, which really sounds like it only activates um, during a ghost hunt, or it's only effective during a hunt or during the ghost roaming. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's when that hundred percent of the fool turns into. Uh, a little less. But of course, 10% for the hermit, 10 for the death card, 1% for hangman and 2% for the high priestess. Now, I have had the high priestess uh spawn for me, but no one had died yet, so it was ineffective. Mm-hmm. We've actually had it where somebody had died and it didn't work. I don't know if we maybe missed the full part of it or what happened because I wasn't, I think it was mom's was holding the card. And Mm. so all we did is hear what the card was. So maybe, maybe she missed the full part or, or it just glitched. I think Atari was dead. I mean, there are new features, so there's bound to be some glitches here and there. Mm -hmm. Yes, definitely. So those are the, I learned a lot because I didn't really know all of the different cards within there. And then the last one of the, the cursed objects, which is one that was already within the game, but had been quite updated was the Ouija board. So the Ouija board of course is just the same as everybody knows it to be is a, it's just that wooden board with all the letters on it has the yes, no, 
I believe it has. Does it say hello and goodbye? If I'm if I remember correctly. Um. Can't remember. So yeah, like. hello, goodbye, yes, mm -hmm. no, A through Z and one through zero. Okay. Yeah. So with the the Ouija board, it was simple phrases like "When did you die? How old are you? Where are you?" Those kinds of things, but the updates made it so that it must you must now say goodbye when you're turn done talking to it. Yeah, you can't just turn yeah, it off. You can't just say see you later, click. You have to actually say goodbye to the to the Ouija board, or it'll continue kind of it continues draining your sanity if if that's what I'm so understanding. This is rendition of the real life Ouija board, so we'll just kinda tie this into the IRL stuff after the mm -hmm. short break. But um, typically with a Ouija board, if you activate it and, and actually do get responses um, for you to cut the ties or the, the tie from the ghost realm to the, to the real world, you have to say goodbye and they have to respond with goodbye. Otherwise, the darkness or the evil coming from the other world can still drain into the real world. Mm -hmm. And as far as I've seen it with the game, if you say goodbye, it automatically, no matter what, says goodbye. Mm -hmm. um, or breaks. Because now yeah. versus the older version of the Ouija board where you could just click it off and the light would die and it would be a black board again the letters mm -hmm. would go dull um now you have to say goodbye and instead of just turning it off and then instead of it burning like the old version did it breaks yes yeah it does and then if it breaks then a cursed hunt starts to my knowledge yeah it says Yes. You must state goodbye. If yeah, the board will break itself up and trigger a cursed event. As well as there it looks like there's a new phrase, hide and seek, which will trigger a countdown on the board at the end of which is a cursed hunt and a broken board. Oh, so you can So play, I didn't know about that. You can play games with the dumb. Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> I've never done that and I kind of want to do that now. You want to play hide-and-seek with a cursed hunt? I mean, I, I just for, like, research purposes. <laughs> there's actually... So, I won't go through everything, but there's quite a few questions that I didn't know that you could ask the ghost. You know, we do the typical, where are you? How old are you? When did you die? That kind of thing. There's actually things that you can ask it. I won't go through them all. You can ask where your sanity is or like what your sanity is without having to go to the truck, which is really useful if you're playing alone solo. Yeah. Uh, you can ask it where the bone is. Did you know that? Yes, I did know that. Cause okay. I think Atari actually did it one time. Yeah. I didn't know that at all. And that's actually really good to know. There is, you can of course find out how long it is, how many ghosts are present, how many people are present. 
Now, um, um, while she's going through those, there are really only 13 different types, as you can see on the screen right now. Yeah. Dealing with location, age, how they died, mm-hmm. uh, room count, sanity, method of death, bone location, yes or no questions, hide and seek, mm-hmm. how they are feeling, uh, purpose, like what is their purpose of being a ghost, you, I, I, something about a joke. And yes, shyness. knock knock. You can, you can say knock knock to it. Yeah, that was one of the things I found. I thought was really cool. And you can also ask it, "Am I pretty?" I'm gonna ask it next time. Am I pretty? Do you hate me? Are we friends? Hmm. I saved this because I'm going to do all of these things. Um, also, with shyness, uh, these questions tell the player whether the ghost responds to people who are alone or to everyone when using the spirit box. So, do you respond to everyone? And I'm guessing that would you be a yes that? or no question. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't see that one. You can also do Marco Polo. No way. That's Will it what say Polo? <laughs> I'm guessing that would be its response because it says knock, knock, and then it would be Marco or the two joke questions or response or things you can say for it to give you a response. Interesting. Yeah. I saved all these because I'm going to ask a lot of these questions. Oh, and the to initiate the hide-and-seek portion or the countdown from five, so you have five seconds once it initiates. Um, it says, do you want to play hide-and-seek? So I thought you just said hide-and-seek because it... Because saying, do you want to play hide and seek is different than saying hide and seek. So if you said like, do you want to play hide and seek? And if it said no, then you just no harm, no foul. Yeah. In theory, right? Yeah, in theory. But if you see it go straight to a number, you better start to run. Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. You got to go. You got to start getting while the getting's good. Yeah. So, sanity monitor. Uh, some of the questions that the wiki shows is, what is my sanity? Mm-hmm. Less than or greater than 80%. 60 to yeah. 80%. 40 to 60%. Uh, 20 to 40%. Less than 20%. Yeah. And How give crazy different answers, am like... I? Yeah. Or how insane am I? You would get greater than 50 20 to 50 or 25 to 50 and less than 25. Am Mm -hmm. I insane? Greater than 90%. No, 20 to 90%. Maybe and less than 20%. Yes. Mm -hmm. So if you get no, yes, or maybe that would be what your percentages are. Um, If you ask how crazy am I and you get not very, very or insane, then you get those percentages. (laughs) So it's specific mm. questions. We'll give specific answers that'll, you kind of have to have these references up unless you are really good at remembering all this. Mm-hmm. Cause there's no way I would remember if it was like, Oh, awful. That means 20 to 40%. I mean, that's, that's too much for my brain to, Oh, that's not even, it's under 20% for mine for awful. Bad would mean 20 to 40%. And then, um, 
to find out the ghost room. Where are you? Which everybody's used forever in the day. Yes. Um, what's your favorite room? I've heard you use that. Me? I don't think I've used what's your favorite room. Well, someone we were playing with has used that. Uh-huh. Uh, where is your room? Or what is your room? I've done the where is your room or where are you pretty much is what I've done to find it. But that also has been like under criticism. Like it'll tell where it currently is versus where it is the room. Yeah. Like the room could be say baby room, but it's currently in the boys room. So it's going to say boys room. And so that's not going to help me with evidence because I'm not going to get what I need. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. All right. So jumping into the IRL applications of the cursed items that you can find in uh, Phasmophobia. I have an idea of moving backwards on the items a little bit. Okay. And because some of these are a little more easier to talk about because either from personal experience like the Ouija board. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, So fun fact, the Ouija board itself, the idea of what it looks at like today with the alphabet A through Z numbers, one, two, three, all the way to nine and zero. Mm-hmm. And then the yes and no, and occasionally both hello and goodbye, but would traditionally using goodbye, mm-hmm. um, was actually uh, created, or the original creation of the Ouija board was in 1890 by Elijah Bond. I like that name, Elijah. Uh, The Ouija board was regarded as an innocent parlor game unrelated to occult until American spiritualist Pearl Curran popularized it, uh, its use as a divining tool during World War One. So it was not necessarily given its aspects towards interacting with the supernatural until World War One. Now, uh, in recent times, of course, the name Ouija, spelled O-U-I-J-A, is now trademarked by Hasbro Toys. Is it really? Yes. Interesting. So people can't, can they not put Ouija board on their things? Apparently. That's interesting. Why is it pronounced Ouija? Is it like, because like we like French? Now, actually, I was looking and the precursors to the Ouija board were uh, originally done as automatic or the first mentions of automatic writing method um, used in the Ouija board is found in China around the 1100 A.D. Which falls in line with the Song Dynasty. And the method was known as Fuji. F-U-J-I. So that's where the J-I at least comes from. Yeah. Um, And then the use of the plechette writing as an uh, 
ostensible, ostensible or necromancy. Mm-hmm. So the idea of it being, or at least the first initial uh, concept of it being Ouija came from the Song Dynasty where they named it the Fuji or Fuji. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that was its connection to the spirit world. So it was orig- in the 1100s, um, the concept of automatic writing with spiritual connotations or uses was all the way back in the 1100s. And then it was considered a talking board uh, as far as the automatic writing method for spiritualists as a medium to talk to the dead in the American Civil War. Uh, Let's see. Mediums did significant business in allegedly allowing survivors to contact lost relatives. The Ouija itself was created and named by in Baltimore, Maryland in 1890 by Elijah uh, Bond. So the mm-hmm. name itself was given by Elijah Bond as a parlor trick, and that's when the board was created to how it looks today. As a parlor trick. As a parlor <laughs> trick, yes. Um, Interesting. But he had the idea uh, to patent the plachette method uh, sold with the board um, on which the alphabet was printed, much like the previous existence of talking boards, Bond filed in the 28th of May, 1980, for a patent protected uh, for crediting the invention of the official Ouija board. And it was issued and patented to him on February 10th, 1891. Uh, let's see. Do, do, do. Trying to see where it actually starts to gain the occult following. Um, so there was one guy named William Fold, F-U-L-D. F-U-L-D. Um, who was going against the patent saying that he claimed he learned the name Ouija from using the board and that it was an ancient Egyptian word meaning good luck. Um, when Fold oh, yeah. told overproduction of the board, he popularized the more widely accepted uh, etymology I guess it's E-T-Y-M-O-L-O-G-Y. But the... Wait, uh, entomolo- entomology? Yeah, entomology. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Study of insects, yeah. Um, and that the name came from the combination of the French and German words for yes. Okay. Oh, I was on the money on that one because uh, we... Yeah. German... What is German yes? Uh... Yeah. Ja. Oh, yeah. okay. So we and yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah. Yeah. So J. Yes, yes. Yeah. So yes, yes. Um, huh. So if you, it's we ya instead of we G. 
but but of course Americans fuck it all, everything up as far as pronunciations. I mean, yeah, <laughs> but I mean, maybe it's like a, a play on the Fuji aspect as well. So it's yeah, not only so the, the yes, yes, but it's like everything kind of combined together to make it yeah, what, that's what the name I'm is thinking. now. Yeah, like it went from thinking. it went from we ja we ya or however you said it to then they were like well it originated from food you know Fuji Ouija that just sounds better probably yeah. somebody there was somebody somewhere somebody was playing with them like what is that thing oh they started researching they're like this is what we want to call it that sounds good how should we spell it completely mm. annoying let's do it yeah. So there is uh, Alistair Crowley, the English occultist, ceremonial magician, poet, painter, novelist, and mountaineer. Mountaineer. All the other things and mountaineer along with it. Had a great admiration for the use of the Ouija board, and it played as a passing role in his magical workings. So as far as... made it popular. Probably considering he was mm-hmm. an occultist and it was probably used to try to summon spirits. So I'm, I'm guessing by reading this, that's typically where the occultist version or usage of the Ouija board came into play. Probably interesting. And then but of course, and it took horror, off and then in horror movies in the 1970s using in the exorcist, um, and other movies, uh, Witchboard in 1986, What Lies Beneath in 2000, Paranormal Activity in 07, the movie Ouija in 07, um, mm-hmm. I Am Zuzu, uh, and then the prequel, uh, Ouija Origin of Evil in 2016. Hmm. Yeah. So now (laughs) going to my experience with a Ouija board. Now, for the longest time, of course, I didn't necessarily believe in the occult or ghosts or anything else until I experienced a fucking Ouija board. And then what uh, some occultist or some uh, uh, spiritualists is what I'm going to call them say Mm -hmm. is your third eye opening to where you see in the other realm came from messing with a Ouija board and not saying goodbye. So, do that. of course, typically you have at least two people um, interacting with the, we'll call the board mouse, which is simply just a block with either a hole in the center or some type of magnifying uh, aspect to the center of this triangular uh, piece puzzle piece kind of thing mm-hmm. and what it does is it you use this and it's said that the energy between the individuals using it uh you can have up to i think it's six people interact or all interacting at once um, they say the more people that interact with the, the device uh, on the ouija board the more energy that's transferred into the board and allowing the spirits to uh, speak through it so So, it works better the more people are using it yes up to roughly about six because 
the standard size of that piece is roughly, I think, uh, two and a half inches across. So from one corner, each side is about two and a half inches from the corners uh, down each side of the three sides. So you can fit roughly two people on each side. The more people, the higher the energy output. But like in the mm-hmm. game, you ask it questions. You start out simple trying to allow for the energy to transfer to the spirit realm for someone to then reach back. Um, typically starting out with yes or no questions or simple an- or something with a simple answer of maybe a number or small letters. And then you build up from there asking more uh, elaborate questions for more elaborate answers. Mm-hmm. And then, because of the occultist use um, and the fact that I guess the evil spirits have been able to find this or the supernatural have been able to find this as a way to get back into the realm and possess people. If you don't say goodbye, yeah. it leaves that door open. And then yeah, while, goodbye you is sleep, very important. <laughs> while you sleep they're seeping out kind of thing. And they could possess you while you sleep because you're vulnerable. Um, but we didn't say goodbye. Dumbass teenagers in the early 2000s. I think it was like 2001 or 2002. Mm-hmm. And we were fucking around. Well, my dumbass jumped off the board, which is also considered by standard practice a very big no-no. No matter yeah. what's going on around you, you keep Everybody contact. stays. As long <laughs> as you keep contact with the board, you are typically safe. So um, I jumped off and ran because I was a scared pussy and didn't know the standard practice either. Well, Does anyone really ever know when they're that young? No, not at all. <laughs> So in the process of doing so, of course, everybody else followed suit. Well, it wasn't until my later years when I did it again, forgetting about how scared I was and all this crazy shit that was going on. Mm -hmm. um, I was more focused, too, because this was after the death of my parents. Oh, yeah. And... We got some answers that were very specific that no one else would have known. And I made sure that I had very light contact because I was still skeptical of it. Mm-hmm. Well, it was after um, someone kind of pushed for a. um, What's the word manifestation of something that something very specific to my mother happened. And then that's when I started to believe, or again, as the occult would call it, your third eye opening. Now, before that, I thought that ghosts were real, but you couldn't necessarily see them. It was just your own imagination kind of conjuring ideas of it. But after, holy shit, have like, Personally, I believe in the afterlife. I believe in spirits roaming the earth for the various reasons that have. And with that, since that second time, good, evil, 
like just zombie ghost type things where they're just wandering aimlessly. I feel like I see things and it's, it's odd. And I just kind of play it Mm -hmm. off. Of course, you can't really talk about those things to real people either. Or regular people. I say real people, but regular people. Real people. people. (laughs) Uh, Because they're going to fucking think you're crazy and lock your ass up. And since switching to the also true faith and starting to dive into more of the aspects of like animisms um, and occultist style uh, proceedings, I've it's starting to come back as far as that whole quote unquote third eye uh, visualization mm-hmm. of the other worlds. So. That's yeah, my experience with a Ouija board. I've never had any experience with you Ouija board because I've never wanted I'm I'm definitely a skeptic, but I'm also healthy kind of like I'm a skeptic, but on the off chance or the you know, one way or the other, I don't want to mess with it. <laughs> and that's just one of the things I will probably never actually do because I don't want to find out it's real the wrong way. Uh, you don't want to be the one that summons a demon from the other realm and it come and cause havoc on people. True. Yeah. Exactly. Fair. I mean, I can absolutely um, understand that. Yeah. I haven't had too many experiences with any of this. I think the one time I'd ever even been around, I was like, nah, I'm not going to do that. That doesn't seem like a, a good idea for me. <laughs> yeah. So as far as the Ouija board, yes, it is a real thing. It is trademarked that what you see in the game and, and can find anywhere nowadays is uh, typically a toy in a sense. But mm-hmm. if you choose to actively engage in a Ouija board, Use caution coming from myself, do the wrong things. You can end up losing your real life sanity uh, because I believe personally that they are a very real thing. So yes, if you want to indulge yourself and experience a Ouija board, please do just be mindful, be respectful. Don't do like I do in the game. And <laughs> the game is very different. Call the, the ghosts, cunts and twats and everything else, because you do that to a real spirit, whether you believe or not, you'll find out if you really believe in them, if they uh, talk back to you. All <laughs> exactly. right. So moving on to the other one that I have some experience or understanding of is the summoning circles uh, or the real life entity is actually known as a magic circle. Um, And thanks to the early 2000s and 2010s of Supernatural, the TV show, which we talked (laughs) about last episode as well, I believe, um, the summoning circle as it's being used in the game is to manifest a spirit or demon and hold it uh, temporarily. Now, uh, that also has been considered... Uh, very logical in uh, real life use cases where uh, people of the occult have tried to summon um, 
or been in ritual works trying to summon their uh, god or their their deity. Mm-hmm. Also, um, in some use cases, when uh, Wiccans, which is considered white magic, you also have black magic witches that have tried to summon dead entities to cause harm on someone that they are vengeful against. And they'll typically call up certain gremlin type uh, entities, not necessarily uh, spirits, but um, entities of sorts uh, to include demons and vengeful spirits as well. Now, with the real life application, they use sigils to barricade the spirit within the summoning circle or within the magic circle. Um, other use cases that uh, Wiccans, um, what I've got here is a common technique for raising energy within the circle is by means of cone of power. Uh, according to this, the cone of power is a method of raising energy in a ritual magic, uh, essentially, in, or especially within the Wiccan faith of witchcraft. Mm-hmm. The cone of power is a visualization uh, as a cone of energy that encompasses and uh, the circumference of the circle of Wiccans and tapers off to a point above the group. So in the case of the Wiccan uh, belief system, they stand within the circle probably in pre-designated locations uh, that have been designed. For best, like, energy? Yes, for energy usage and output so as far as like keeping it within the circle is that so again and that is more positioning yeah so with with the idea that they use in the game is more for calling for that vengeful spirit or that demon entity um, where you don't want to be within it because it can't escape the barriers that are there being sigils and other marks on within mm-hmm. the marked circle typically could be marked in salt or in blood. Um, now, if it's blood of a human blood of a an animal that all depends on the satanic faiths uh, rituals. Yeah. Different rituals call for different things. Yes. Um, but typically you're, Innocent uh, summonings are typically for salt or chalk. Quote unquote, innocent is what you're saying. (laughs) Because you're trying to summon some type of spirit. Most likely you're not going to get what you wanted. It's most likely going to be either some type or variation of demon or a vengeful spirit. Because those typically the anger aspect or the rage aspect has more uh, power than someone that's just idly sitting by in the in the just uh, hanging out. <laughs> yeah, basically. I mean that makes sense. Those um, are the ones that are more eager to to come out, so they're going to push through. Yes, exactly. Uh, let's see if I can find anything else on it real quick. Uh, Yeah, pretty much everything ties back to the um, 
to the magic circle, whereas it being more of a ritualistic thing. Uh, now here I'm going to show on screen some typical uh, between satanic or other types of witchcraft, what some of their circles would look like. Um, okay. Now also, depending on the type of energy that you're trying to embark or summon, um, in the real life application would determine how it looks as well. A lot of uh, modern witchcraft, they use uh, very geometrical shapes and designs with sigils in between them as well. Um, you can use, I mean, people like here, they've used uh, the satanic uh, pentagram, which is indicative mm -hmm. of the shorter leg stems upside down with a longer singular stem. Um, then you've got most of the other pentagrams that uh, are different face, different followings, and they have different meanings as well. But mostly the real world application is going to be more for summoning energy instead of spirits or entities. Uh, let's see, there's quite a few that of course I've seen and a lot of times you'll see these sigils or summoning circles uh, typically for the occult or some type or variation of witchcraft and they're not necessarily meant as a spiritual summoning now of course in movies like the craft or something you'll see something similar to this where I don't know why it's not showing it's just, larger, but like you'll see a witch sitting within the circle with sigils all around. Most of the mm -hmm. sigils in this image on my right are very demonic and Satanistic in nature. So don't just Google search sigils and decide to put them in your summoning circle of energy or whatever, because you could inadvertently uh, summon a, a very bad person. So like you can see here, the black craft of um, black witchcraft of the occult symbols of satanic nature with the 666 and other sigilistic symbols of the satanic arts. So yeah, be mindful if you decide to, uh, to use these because they can be very powerful. Uh, most witchcrafts uh, also use um, their ritual books and uh, talk like do their particular sayings during uh, their uh, calling of the energies that they're requesting. Interesting. Looks like they all generally have some sort of star-like feature within them. Yeah. Because, uh, of course, back, I, I don't know exactly, like, if you look at anything that is not your typical star, like upright star, upright mm -hmm. being the single point at the top, it is considered yep. a pinnacle star, especially with a circular um, design around it. So even yep. like right here, the Star of David is still and still is used by real satanic cults. Or the occult, um, it doesn't make it any less uh, of use to them. 
So the star, the consideration of the star David or the typical Bahamut uh, pinnacle star as well. Hmm. Interesting. But they are, from everything I've ever seen, and of course what you can see on the screen here, they're all very geometric in nature. Yeah, definitely. So, oh. Any uh, real-life cases for yourself? Honestly, I've never really dabbled in any of this, so this is all really informative for me, just kind of getting information here. I know the phasmophobia aspects of all these, but not the actual real-life applications of these things. Mm -hmm. um, next, I'm going to make sure I have a lot of information, but tarot. Mm-hmm. So, uh, again, everybody knows about tarot cards. You can buy decks at freaking books a million now. <laughs> yes. Which is You can very, probably get them at, like, Target. I found more at books a million and other bookstores with tarot cards, Wiccan witchcraft, white witchcraft, than I did with Also True or the Runes. Um, and that is mind-blowing to me. Uh, let's see if I can find an English translation of the images after. So tarot, as it's shown, typically is uh, used for like your horoscopes or like life readings. Yeah. Not is how it I've seen it typically today. Yeah, it's mostly used for that kind of thing. And kind of what is what is your future past present future kind of things yeah or if you have specific questions it'll give insight on that kind of thing and it is very very vague to the receiver of mm -hmm. the the readings um now of course if you don't do your own research into tarot uh then you're not going to know you could be there could be a false prophet of sense that go into the aspect of tarot because it is a true archaic magic or arcana ar arcana magic that was originally developed with the tarot uh let's hmm. see let me see if i can find the origins so roughly about the 18th century um well, let, let me read what tarot.com says. Uh, it's an ancient divination that began in 14th century in Europe. Traditional tarot card decks uh, consist of roughly 78 cards, which are the major and minor arcana, and depicting symbolistic archetypes that allow us to tap into our intuition and gain clarity through tarot readings so the archetypes that they're talking about represent in the the true practice of tarot uh very specific things um let's see the history it was playing cards first entered in europe in the late 14th century uh but its true origins are uh relatively unknown 
The first recorded date of Terra was 1367 in Bern, B-E-R-N-E. And uh, they spread rapidly across Europe after that. Uh, let's see. Little is known about the appearance and number of these cards. Only uh, significant information being provided by text of John of Ron. Reinfeld in 1377. Interesting. So I'm look okay, so I'm looking at these. There's different readings as well for mm. each one. One that is popping out to me is the Celtic Cross Tarot reading, which the ten card class. The ten card one. So that kind of matches maybe what they were trying to do within the game is the ten ten yeah. card tarot spread. So for guidance and, with any issue. So yeah, you can go to tarot.com and do this for yourself. Um, and I will make sure that I get the link for the card meanings from Alice that she used. So you can That's have, just on the bottom, right? Is it? Yeah. You just, oh, so sister when site. it's tarot. I just clicked tarot. So tarot.com when I clicked tarot and I scrolled all the way down bottom, right? All the links are there. Oh, the card meeting. So there you go. All can be found in tarot.com. Kind of do your own readings. Well, not as efficiently or probably precise, <laughs> but there is a lot of uh, looking inward to understand the meanings that it presented to you. Yeah, definitely. I guess we will go through the others pretty quickly. The next viable one that I see as far as uh, real life usage is the voodoo doll. And the voodoo doll isn't necessarily something that I, I mean, maybe this is just perception. It's not necessarily used for like ghost hunting or anything. It's generally a more standard thing to it's made towards a specific person that you want to torture. Yeah. Um, Everything that I've ever looked at as far as voodoo is interaction with the real world versus interaction with the uh, supernatural. Mm. Now, they That's do say that um, they can interact or use interactions <laughs> with the supernatural world to affect the real world mm -hmm. uh, as far as voodoo in itself because um, they are very very uh very specific in how they're used uh, let's see brown university uh actually has a page on voodoo dolls and uh the kingdom of congo is accredited with the origins in the 19th century with wooden voodoo figurines wooden. in the hmm. shapes of humans so. so they're generally made like a doll in the shape of a human. Yeah. Um, and it was from the Nick Nickasi tribe or Mick Mickin Minkinsey tribe. Um which means the things which do things. Interesting. The things which do things. Got it. Uh 
It said, oh, here's where probably the occult came from. The containers that capture the spirit of the dead and make it available to use by the living. Though complex mm, relationships okay. between people, thing, and spirit. Kind of combining them. So what I was saying earlier as far as using the occult or using the spiritual realm to affect the real, the uh, human realm. So... As a, according to Brown University, they uh, give reference or credit to the Congo for the origination of voodoo. Hmm. And then, of course, as you can imagine, it has spread in the uh, spread um, westward due to the uh, Afro-Caribbean religious aspect in the Caribbean areas of the Western Hemisphere and how it became uh, popular. So Haiti and uh, other areas like that. Anything on your side? I'm. That's pretty much my only interaction with it. I just like okay. movies and and kind of basic ideas of it. Like uh, a, I, I, one thing that I do remember, it's not, maybe not necessarily voodoo doll, but like the movie Wicker Man comes to mind where they make kind of the dolls out of like sticks and grass kind of looking stuff yeah. that comes to mind. Yeah. That was a really good movie. <laughs> um, and then next we got the mirror or mirrors, um, there ha there is so much lore as far as cursed mirrors or the usage of mirrors to help or hinder a ghost or some type of supernatural entity. Um, and so much superstition follows through mirrors because of that as well. Like, what is it? Uh, nine years bad luck for breaking one. Oh, yeah. Definitely nine um, years. Also, going into the occult, like vampires can't see their reflection or you can't see the reflection of a vampire because they have no soul of their own. Or not saying particular names into the mirror more than a couple of times. Yeah. Uh, Playing the Bloody Mary game. Bloody Mary. Um, there's some other ones that fall in line with that same aspect. Candyman. Candyman. Um, can't think of anybody else. But they all fall, excuse me, they all fall in line with the same kind of context. Uh, also, mirrors were, if I remember one of the stories when they were first being developed, uh, a lot of the, the religious faiths didn't like mirrors. One, for vanity, but two, they spread tales that uh, mirrors were the uh, doorways to the other realm. So yeah. that that's pretty much the mirror in in, in its essence. And right, now this is where I'm confused as far as real life application of the music box. Yeah, I don't think there's really any application as far as I I know. I think it's just something that they did in the game. Unless you found anything else. Uh, I'm looking right now to see if there's anything else. 
I don't, I really don't think so. I think it's more of the creepy aspect of it. Yeah, like that slow tone of a mm-hmm. typical music box. Um, I do know that music or instruments of some sort can be manipulated and have a momentum aspect to them, like pianos, music boxes. Um, they are just, hey, I'm here kind of things. It doesn't necessarily tie them directly to a ghost or an entity, but they are used in in ideas of, excuse me, ghosts interacting with them. That's how they're mm-hmm. used with the idea of ghosts interacting with them because yeah. they are a momentum uh, device that makes some type of noise. Yeah, so it's not necessarily an object used, but just something that they interact with. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, as far as the summoning aspect, I have no idea. I've never... I've never heard of anything yeah, I've never with a music box. I've never heard of anything that helps summon a ghost. Nah. The only way I think any object like that could be uh, accredited to summoning a spirit or supernatural entity is if it was that as they were alive, holding either some part of their DNA, blood, or um, some very special bond with the host of the the ghost when they were in a living state. So I think that covers everything. Yeah, I think that covers pretty much all the things, at least as far as the, the cursed objects itself. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to shut my mouth because I'm already <laughs> having enough trouble keeping a constant tone. Um, but I wanted to say thank you for coming by, hanging out. Um, and I will leave it to the wonderful owls for, to, uh, close us out. As Joker said, thank you for listening, watching, however you're getting to us. I just want to make sure that you know that we are live on camera every Wednesday, 9 PM Eastern standard time at twitch.tv slash the madhouse podcast. We are also available through Audible Options Podcast. We are sponsored through Red Circle Podcast Distributions, and it is to Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Radio Public. You just want to search for Madhouse Presents Group Therapy. If you'd like to leave a comment, review, something that you'd like to see from us in the future, be sure to do that there. Share, like, subscribe with all your friends and family. Any sort of Twitter updates are going to be through the handle the underscore M underscore H underscore podcast. And all the resources that we use throughout the show will be linked in the show notes. And we want to say thank you to our sponsor, which I'm going to go ahead and hand off to Joker because he's really great at doing the sponsor part. (laughs) All right. I guess I'll do this. Uh, Plus a, uh, been in contact so we've actually talked to them a little bit as far as what exactly they would like us to say as well um but it is warrior axe coffee you can find them at www.warrioraxecoffee.com uh we do not use uh a discount code with our sponsorship due to the fact that it 
portions of their proceeds go to help very good foundation of um, people. One including the Gary Sinise Foundation, also a Warrior Path program. The Warrior Path program um, helps post-traumatic growth for military and first responders along with the Gary Sinise Foundation, also helping those in need from uh, traumatic incidents. Also St. Baldwick's uh, and particularly with the uh, St. Baldwick's uh, foundation dealing with childhood cancer cancer research and support um, so that are the two foundations and again why we don't necessarily put out or ask for a discount code when you order their coffee but they are locally uh, owned by a veteran couple here in South Carolina and they ship currently everywhere in the continental United States and we are working close. I am working closely with them to extend that reach um, to everywhere our followers are at. So if you like coffee, um, please go check them out. That again is www.warrioraxcoffee.com.